into the contest. It's Friday, October 1. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here and Shane. Now, I know you said the meet for the Rugby League Grand Final, but have you got a cryovac just in case it gets postponed? <laughs> mate, talk about throwing spanners into, into the works. Um, mate, yes, uh, I will be cooking some sort of dead animal, that's for sure. I think it's going to be on coals, mate. So I like to do... Um, I'll probably do some lamb and maybe some some pork uh, over coals with some nice fresh, you know, maybe some Lebanese bread and that sort of stuff. Timmy's a nice salad, so and plenty of O'Brien beer in there, mate, as well. Don't worry about that. Oh yeah, O'Brien beer, absolutely love it. Gluten free, the beer that loves you back. I I, <laughs> I actually did some beautiful garlic chicken yesterday. Marinated some thighs in garlic and squeezed lemons from the lemon tree here, and then did them on the barbie. Oh boy, oh boy, it's the old Lebanese style, absolutely beautiful. And how are your thighs today? Uh, yeah, they're good. I'm not. No, no one wants to be my friend. But this is afternoon sport. It is a Friday. That means Shad Wicker and John Stephenson. Let's get going. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called main hair care. Oh, main hair care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main hair care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. So, Shane, one of the big stories of the week, of course, still involves the Melbourne Storm. They're not in the grand final, but Brandon Smith and Cameron Munster, the party, the mysterious bag of powder. And Cameron Smith, uh, the greatest Melbourne Storm player of all time, he hasn't just come out and whacked them. He's come out and smashed them. Yeah, he's got his sledgehammer out, hasn't he? he um, yeah, he's uh, – I've got Cameron Smith. Look, there's no doubt he was, he was a great player for Australia, Queensland and the Storm. Um he just not, doesn't have a likable demeanour about him. And I know he obviously set high standards for himself and the team, but, you know, he just seems to be a really negative sort of guy whenever he comments. And, you know, I like to see him put, put a smile on his face a bit, but um, maybe that's, that's the path he's going down in journalism. I don't know. Yeah, well, well, they deserve a whack, to be honest with you. They, they, they did build, they yeah. did build a fairly reasonable culture, him and others. So, um, you know, <laughs> amidst some controversy, he's always liked to distance himself from that. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll be interesting to see whether they are even at the Storm next year. Those two players. Uh, what about the grand mm. final? The grand final down to seventy five percent. Is it going to be the wilting crowds? You'd think if it if it kept dropping over the next few days, they'd just have to move it or, or postpone it. Yeah, Valandis has been very. Vocal. Uh, particularly in the last 24 hours, saying, yep, he's the possibility is they will postpone it. That would be a real shame, mm-hmm. particularly for the players who are just sort of up. And you know, then, then the real mental game starts as a player. How do you reset yourself for, you know, you're seeing yourself for Sunday and how do you re- how do you reset yourself for next week? So a really, really tough one to players. I would think today is going to be the, the key. And um, I think they will be playing at Suncorp in front of 75% capacity. Mm. Or the Adelaide Oval. Yeah, Adelaide Oval, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll talk more about rugby league. Of course, he absolutely loves it. He knows it so well. He's a very funny man. Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker is next.
It's time to talk the greatest game of all, Rugby League. And um, will we get this grand final played? Where will it be played? Shad Wicker, Brisbane comedian, Rugby League aficionado. How are you, my friend? I'm I'm good, guys. I've got a a hot tip for you. Mount Isa has put their hand up to take the grand final. (laughs) Um, We've got an open cut mine out there that's ready to just house the guys right in there and we'll have the fans sitting on the edges. So it's all safe. It's all safe up here. (laughs) Now, Shad, I've been reading today, apparently the Prime Minister's not the most popular or the most powerful man in the country. I know he's not the most popular, but the most powerful. It's it's Palaszczuk. She's number one with our Premier, Gladys Berejiklian. Um, she said 75% crowds right now. But that, that may get reduced. What's going to happen? May I tell you what, if you're sitting if you're sitting at work today thinking, I have the worst job ever, I hate my job, spare a thought for the poor boy that has to give a call to 13,000 NRL <laughs> grand final ticket holders today to tell them that they are not going to be going to the what will probably be the only ever grand final played at Suncorp Stadium. <laughs> like, you imagine the call, you fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think they've done it the right way, though, if I must. Like, if, if they had to, it's like, you know, first in best dress is what we've been told up here. So... If you were the last thirteen thousand people to buy tickets, then your tickets are basically going to be voided. Hey, Shad, I've been I've been to Queensland, mate. First in best dressed. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say people are well dressed up there, are they? Mate, okay. Look, thongs can really make an outfit. All right. I think you just Ooh. need to back off a little bit. You can either <laughs> wear them in singular or plural, can't you? The thong. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think any of us had come up real flash in it. But Shad, um, a bit more like Borat. What uh, what what about the game itself? There's not really much we can do with the permutations on the edges. That'll just play out as uh, we already discussed it earlier in the show about you know Peter Valandis coming out and saying they're not going to dismiss the idea of postponing it. But we do know one thing. We know the Penrith playing South Sydney. What do you think? I tell you what, you know what I love. You know what I love about sport is that somehow a storyline always seems to fall into place. And I mean, these two teams and they played each other last time. It was a great game. It won me a bet against you, Tim. Um, and it also had a lot of little play out in the media. I mean, the illegal blockers that Penrith definitely use uh, alongside the play the ball. We saw it against Melbourne just last week. We've got Wayne doing his little pot shots. It's his last game with South Sydney. And Adam Reynolds, the guy that finally helped him break a premiership mm. drought, he's going to be heading off north after this game. Uh, it's also the third time that Nathan Cleary is going into the grand final. Second time mm. with Penrith. Last time he had it before that was with the Warriors, where he really stuffed that one up. It was like 32 to 8 flogging. Um, it's it's this is going to be a great game of footy. I think I actually think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be quite close. Yeah, I think it's going to be a very physical game. Um, it, but as you said, it's it's also a tale of two coaches. You have got Wayne Bennett, who's ultimately oh, possibly the greatest coach of all time. Possibly, uh, come possibly, on, mate, yeah. give him his juice. He is uh, the greatest coach of all time. I, I do believe that. And, and what about also, Kevin got, Walters? Nah, <laughs> Kevin Walters. I mean, look, Kevin Walters was pretty good at under sixteens. I think he was doing a pretty good job there, but. <laughs> But a big, but a big one for Ivan Cleary. He needs to get this one off off his back, the monkey off his back, and win a grand final. You would think, wouldn't you? Well, isn't he the? He's the second on the list of uh, longest careers without a like longest coaching tenures without a game. Although he is like the next person above him's double the amount of games or something. It's like six hundred and something games with yeah. Brian Smith. I think it is. So it's like he doesn't have to worry about becoming the top dog in that. Um, I think it's also a matter of premiership windows closing. I think both of these teams. Mm are looking at, you know, Penrith obviously have a really young squad, but the salary cap's going to be hard on them over the next two years. And Souths are obviously going through a big change next year where their halves are going to be completely different. Mm. Um, It's like almost these two teams are probably looking at this weekend as, you know, Penrith, we came here before and we stuffed it. And Souths is like, no one expected us to really get here the way we're playing at, at points in this season. 
and we're going to lose a lot of these players next year. So it is a bit do or die for both teams, I feel. Isn't it great not having Melbourne there? And, and as you guys just um, summed up there, it, it, it is those two tales. It's this team that were sitting in the dressing room under the showers crying their eyes out last year for losing against a team that is mentored by a guy that can make people uh, run on fire and go through brick walls and keep them calm. Let's be true. And Latrell Mitchell's not even playing. Like, And he mm-hmm. hasn't been playing for quite a bit now. And it's like everyone thought the wheels would fall off. And Wayne's managed to make these, but like Tafe and stuff, like all these people have come in. I don't know what he says to these people in the dressing room and before they play, but he seems to do this to so many players. I think here's a question for you guys. Who do you think has more to play for? Is it the guys, is it the bunnies, the old green and myrtle, or is it is it the uh is it the Panthers at the moment? I think it's the Panthers at the moment. I think they will want to win this match. I think they want to get redemption from last year. And with a lot of guys, as you said, leaving, um, that window is shutting pretty quickly. I, I think once you get to this stage where it's, you know, it's title or bust, it's like they're all in the same boat. They really are. And it's those that handle it better. The, the reason why um, it's a really interesting contest and is the way that Souths attack. I know Penrith's got the best defence, but Souths attack in such an interesting way. Even without Latrell, you know, there's Cook and Cody Walker and Damien Cook and, uh, well, I just mentioned Cook, but Cameron Murray and, and others. You know, just the way that they move, they're so random. You're right. A mate of mine was saying this to me last week. He was saying one of the things he, he reckons with South is a lot of teams, you know, it's Penrith do it me, like all the time, Tyho. It's like we'll go straight out wide and we'll get mm. it as wide as we can. We'll go around the corner. It's like the easiest mm or the most effective way to score in rugby league. But he was saying Souths go all the way out wide and then go one in. Like they'll use that just little bit in from the sideline to try and score their tries rather than going all the way to the edge. And that's where you see like Cody Walker come into play. Cameron Murray pops up a lot. And it's like, it's kind of like you think they're going to just come and attack you on the wing where like Alex Johnson is or whatever, but they end up cutting back inside a lot. And mm-hmm. it'll be an interesting one to kind of see play out. I, uh, I'm interested to see where we go with tips here because the rugby league gods have made us even Stevens, guys, <laughs> for the grand final. <laughs> well, I tell you, what, I, I, here's a little smoky. I reckon Dean Gagai for the Clive Hill Churchill. Is oh, Clive, Clive Churchill. Clive, Clive, Clive Hill Churchill. Churchill. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the Aldi. That's the Aldi one. <laughs> <laughs> the Clive Churchill, yeah. Uh, 67 to 1, boys. Ooh, Dane, Dane Gagai. Wow. I'll, I'll go yeah. Souths by two and Damien Cook or Cameron Murray. Mate, you have, uh, you've just about picked what one of my multis. <laughs> I reckon South at the moment are two and a half head start on the, on the line. I reckon Cody Walker is going to get the Clive and I think he's going to score a try. There yeah. you go. I think that's going to be the safe, the safe bet would be Cody Walker score a try, South win him to get the Clive Churchill. And if I was trying to make more money, I'd put Tahoe in a same game multi with that one. <laughs> and there's another, there's another line of what, there's another line of betting. What comes first, Christmas or the grand final? January 12, the grand final, Penrith versus South. Just quickly, Munster and uh, and and Brandon Smith, Cameron Smith has hammered him. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, you'd have to, wouldn't you? Because I mean, these guys could be not with the Storm next year, which. Looks great for my brand new team, which will be the first team, the next team in Brisbane, baby. That's going to be our, that's our new spine. That's right. They're already in the Gold Coast sampling the wares, so why not? Keep them here. That's, that's what it. I reckon. Now, Shad, as a comedian, what, do, what does a, com- a comedian's Mad Monday look like? Is it similar to the, the footy boys or how does, how does it work? Uh, like a comedian's Mad Monday, mate. Yeah. 
Honestly, I mean, I wish I had the money to party with. The Comedians Mad Monday is mostly um, worrying about what I said on the on the Friday. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Shad. Have a good one, mate. Enjoy the grand final. We'll do it all again next week, eh? No worries, lads. Go the Panthers. Up the bunnies. Yep. <laughs> good on you, mate. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, former Olympic silver medalist, it's John Stephenson. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. It is John Day. It's a very, very special day. Self-titled by himself because he loves himself. His name is John Stephenson. How are you, John? I'm in sunny Poland and I've got a sense of good chi, good energy today. So I need you to stay up for me, mate. When you go with a gut punch straight away on a Friday, on John Day, I don't think our listeners need to hear that, mate. I think they want to hear all about Johnny's step, his escapades, SAS, what's he doing in Europe. He's the man of the world, Johnny Steph. Well, let's well let's unstitch a little bit of that. Are you over there on a special envoy from Scott Morrison to thank the Poles for their extra Pfizer's? What are you doing in Poland? Oh, it's a funny story. I got to Poland, but I'm working with Phoenix Foundation and doing a futures camp, inspiring the kids of tomorrow, which is which is awesome up in Switzerland. So now we're just moving on up to Poland. We do a little bit more uh, more work around this space, but um, um, look, it's been a bit difficult for me to get home. So um, it just it just was more convenient for me to stay here and um, and hopefully wait till they allow us to home quarantine and I can skip put myself two weeks in prison in, in some hotel in Sydney. Yeah, okay. We'll watch that space with interest. You say hello to all the polls for us and thank them from all of us for their Pfizer's. But um, um, yeah, just quickly on SAS before we start talking about other sport, uh, there seems to be a few knobs in there. Um, what happens when the cameras aren't rolling? Nah, you know, I'll, I'll say this open. You know, Tim, I'm Johnny Steph. It's not the most fondest of people at times, uh, but mm-hmm. I have to admit everybody on the show was was awesome, mate. It was it was not one person which I kind of felt that I was an absolute flop, but everyone, every, everybody was. No, I'm telling you, I, I did sit tell you there was not one person. I thought Isabel Cornish was a bit selfish at times. That, that sort of made me a bit upset now and then, but she's a lovely girl. And the person I got along the, the best with was probably Kobe Abbott, and I others thought he was hilarious the whole time. Yeah, I've never seen anyone miscount their push-ups from 30 to 15 quite the way that he did. But uh, anyway, let's talk other stuff. Let's look at boxing. First up, Manny Pacquiao is uh, or Pacquiao is is uh, decided to retire. 26 years, eh? What what an absolute career he's had. You know, out of all the boxers over the last 15 to 20 years, I think he has transcended boxing more than any boxer. And when I say that, I mean. You know, he, he, got, he got into Philippine politics. He, he became a man of the people. You know, he became this, this philanthropist that was going around really trying to change the life for his people. And he, he stood for a lot more than just boxing. And I think the last person we can really say did that was Muhammad Ali. So uh, th- this couldn't have come at a better time. I think his last fight sort of was evident that he was sort of, you know, he's really in the September, I should say, deep December of his career. Mm-hmm. And, and I, th- I think it's great to see a fighter like Manny Pacquiao be able to retire with what looks like he's still got all his senses. He's, he's got all his uh, 
all his brains intact, and I I think it's great for boxing. But what I do want to talk about, Tim, is just the state of heavyweight boxing at the moment. We saw Anthony Joshua take on Alexander Usyk last weekend, which I always thought was a stupid fight for Joshua. It never made sense. He's been... Because of all this pandemic, they've been looking for a super fight for Joshua because he's a, he's, I think he's the biggest name heavyweight boxing um, in the world at the moment. And people might say Tyson Fury, but I just think everything Joshua stands for, I think he is, he is the face of heavyweight boxing. And mm. they put him in with a, with, a, with a cruiserweight great, Olympic great, Alexander Usyk, who was always going to outbox him and, and you know it was a strange fight you thought that the dominance and the size of and the athleticism of, of Joshua would take over in the fight and he'd sort of show his size and he just never did he tried to outbox Usyk and it just this is one fight which puzzled which then evidently saw Joshua lose to Usyk and lose all his belts now we saw this happen with Joshua before against Andy um, Ruiz in New York and then Joshua came back and won the title again maybe he wants mm. to become three-time world champion and, and this is his mm. way of doing it but it's co- completely <laughs> blown the fight between Tyson and Fury and Anthony Joshua. But that's and- the thing, isn't it? It's tipped it on its head, hasn't it, John? Because it was like, what was it, 380 million or some sort of absolutely ridiculous number that they were talking about this other fight? Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, well what's going to be even more interesting if um, Deontay Wilder gets his stuff together and ends up beating Fury in their fight, now what you have is two Brit boxers who are basically both equal number one in the world. That, I mean, does that bring down? drive down the price of this heavyweight clash of the two best heavyweights of this era fighting one another, you know? So I'm tip in this fight. I'm, I know it's a bit do or die for him. If he doesn't beat um, Tyson Fury in this fight, he, he loses his prestige. So uh, I'm tipping Wilder for this next fight. I, I still think the boxer wins, but I, I want to see Wilder win this fight. I think it's going to throw the cat amongst the pigeons. Um, and, and I think it's really going to get that heavyweight boxing movement going. Okay, Daniel Ricciardo, I know that I was mucking around at the start saying oh, I should give it away, blah, blah, blah. No, but there was- you hammer Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> you <laughs> hammer was- Daniel Ricciardo. Do not jump back on the train now because he's won a race and he's doing well to me. He's finally found his feet. I said to our listeners, I said, Daniel Ricciardo, nothing wrong here, nothing to see. Mm. He'll get used to his team. He's going to do well. He has driven absolutely brilliantly, um, Daniel. I still think Lando Norris is the better driver out of the two in the team. I've got a feeling they're sort of favouring Lando over Daniel at the moment. Um, but uh, I, I, Daniel, that shows how good of a driver he is for him to come back within the first year, not only win a Grand Prix, it was a tough race to win that race, then come back and, and, and put himself in the points finish the way he is. He's being an excellent number two for McLaren. Um, and and we can all see that Lando Norris is the future of that team. But Daniel Ricciardo is a star driver. I'd love to see him win some more races. <laughs> where are you off to next? The Czech Republic or Peru or Lima? Where, where are you going? Well, I heard the south of France is really warm. It's nice mm. down there. So, uh, you know, I might, I might take a check there or could go to Spain. It just depends. Wherever the world takes me. I'm a man of the world, Tim. You know, now that I'm an SAS soldier, I just... I sort of go around just protecting the people and mm. just spreading the good vibrations, Tim. Yeah, who's looking after the kids? <laughs> oh, you know, Tim, I think I'm breaking up very badly. <laughs> See you, John. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to Shad Wicker and to John Stephenson and to our sponsors. Yes, Main Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And, of course, a big thank you to our producer, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh will be back possibly with a grand final winner next week. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care.